Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I am Quinn, your keeper of monster and mysteries. With me today are Hannah. Hello, I'm Hannah, and I play JR the Crooked. Tio. Well, hello there. I'm Tio, and I play Constance the Expert. And Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle. I play Alvin the Monstrous. We have concluded our sixth mystery. Bah. Yay! Woo! And once again, perhaps closer than ever before, you did not die. Ah, uh, yeah. Kind of. How's everybody feeling? Vibe check. How's, what's everybody's vibe like? Unstable and one away. Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> is my vibe. <laughs> yeah, I'm also about to die. Well, luckily you're you're back in the studio now. <laughs> before we, I, I have a couple questions, and then we'll do end of session questions. But before we jump in, we received many questions, inquiring minds. Our dear mm. listeners want to know mm. <laughs> what Alvin's aura is, and also what mm. my aura is. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kyle, what is Alvin's aura? Tastes like yes. It tastes like plaid. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Ah, yeah. It tastes like That's plaid good. and like uh, a sharp cheddar. Ooh, Ooh I yeah. like that. Yeah, very nice. What about? Is there very like nice. a smoky aftertaste, like a campfire smoke, or am I just assuming that? I feel like that's part of plaid. That is part of plaid. You know what? You're right. <laughs> that's why I thought of it because it is inherently part of plaid. Mm-hmm. Talking about an aura, you know, it's not just yeah. one thing. Mm-hmm. Now, Quinn. I'm going to go with uh, hops. Yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, that's, yep. I'm just that's going clear. some Pacific Northwest hops. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Mm-hmm. So, y'all, what did you think of this most recent arc? Whew. Well, it took us a while I liked to it. figure stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> I am always up for a mind fuck, uh, a mind freak. If you, well, hold on, that's a different thing. I'm always up for having my mental state scrambled, and you did that, and I appreciate it. I liked it. I liked uh, having the opportunity to go back and kind of explore some of the things that made my character the person who she is. Mm-hmm. A lot of which were things that were kind of like throwaway lines at some point. And then it it became obvious that, oh, no, I need to actually flesh out what it means to steal a tiger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely fun to it's kind of a, you know, a back and forth of getting some of the background of our characters out and learning about each other and our other characters. Mm hmm. I appreciate and very much like understanding the psychological underpinnings and motivations of characters. And I think that this arc very much delivered on that. And uh, for that, I really appreciate you being willing to go there, Quinn. Well, it wouldn't have worked without you all diving in. So thank you. Mm-hmm. You're the real heroes. <laughs> yeah, we are, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, you are. You are actually the heroes. <laughs> I mean, by default. <laughs> Did y'all have a favorite moment? I really liked figuring out how to use my magic to like do a rewind to figure out something that was cool. Like that felt very like, oh, I wonder if I can do this thing with my magic. And then I could. And even when it, you know, I rolled in perfectly, I was still able to get enough information from it that proved useful. Like that to me felt very like, all right, this is, yeah, yeah, it felt good. I like that. Mm hmm. I really liked being able to take care of something for Georgiana. I yeah. felt like mm-hmm. that was, yeah. an, in terms of um, family systems, Constance is very much the confounding screw up of her immediate family dynamics. So to have her be 
the guardian for someone in her family is a new role and mm-hmm. one that I, that I, I think she really enjoyed being able to fulfill. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked all our harebrained wild ideas on how to keep track of things and keep everyone together while the world <laughs> fell apart around us from like Forget carving, carving information into rocks to just writing as vague as possible details as we can on people writing our writing Constance's number on everyone we can find the forget me not y'all got incredibly creative in working around the memory monster <laughs> yeah using glow stick goo as a writing implement it's very good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i feel like if you all have a signature as as a group like i'm just i'm hearkening back to like the earth spider you know, there was a way right. to like see it, but instead you worked around it and like covered it in flour. <laughs> like same, <laughs> same here. Like the ingenuity with your approaches, just like as a GM, that's a really cool thing to see because I can't and have long since stopped trying to plan for what you're going to do. <laughs> but I always love just experiencing it. <laughs> yeah. Did anything really take you by surprise in this arc? I definitely thought it was going to be a non-seat in the void. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a not. It was not. It was Augie. Stupid fucking Augie. It was Augie. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought I was getting one step ahead of you there, Quinn. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Bad luck. (laughs) I was kind of surprised with, I mean, there was a ton of reveals that went through, but I remember one that got me was just the twist of Magda being now the in charge of the CNL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The little end bit there about my mom and the tattoos, mm-hmm. I think, was mm-hmm. quite, quite the mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. Uh, surprise cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah, some, some stuff's happening. <laughs> some stuff. <laughs> That's so dark. <laughs> what secrets do I have in my Scrivener? <laughs> I really like the reveal of the tattoo in the flashback as well. Yeah. I think that was really cool and gave, gives meaning to something that has been there all along, which is one of my favorite parts of stories. Yeah. (laughs) Hannah, anything? Oh, well, you didn't know this because you were busy dealing with Constance, but while you were having a scene with her, Kyle and I were texting about how to deal with the jellyfish. (laughs) And uh, that was very fun of like, okay, what are we going to do? And like, Kyle's the one who came up with the plan. Kyle was like, Okay, here's what we can do. What did you say? Like Luke and the the speeder on hot. Yeah. <laughs> and we were going to go around. Yeah. You know, I, I like that most of the time we get to kind of think aloud in our planning. But that was kind of a fun moment of like, okay, you two go off and brainstorm and then come back with what you found. And we were able to. <laughs> like that 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 was fun. I liked I liked that. And Kyle had a really good idea. Good class project. Yeah, it worked quite well. <laughs> it was very effective. Do y'all have any questions for me? So memory's gone, right? Like that whole plane's all... Uh, Sure seems like it. <laughs> it sure seemed like it. Yeah. From what you saw on the way out. Yeah, so what is the implication of that? What does that mean that now that's gone? Yeah, uh, what's the... It's not. I mean, it's probably not good. I can't tell you. Yeah, you know? I guess a lot of the questions we have can't? are... Can't? <laughs> fucking won't. Uh, both. <laughs> that's some character knowledge y'all gotta, y'all gotta pick up. Uh-huh. That was definitely one of those, when they say read a bad situation or act under pressure, what is it? And that's like, oh, well, you rolled an average roll. And so you get a tough choice. And here's your choice. You die or this whole plane goes up in goo. I'm like, wow, that's sure. Gee, that sure is a tough choice. <laughs> yeah. 
It was. Yep. Jeez, I was wondering, like, oh, I dropped my tote bag, but I get away. That's, you know. It's arc six. It's getting, shit's getting real. Man, flowery thoughts back to arc one where it was like, oh, you just, you lose your cell phone for a little bit. That's an easy choice now. <laughs> <laughs> Would we have been able to face off against the memory squid octopus tentacle jellyfish in the like earlier in the real world at all i mean we could like track and it was sitting up above the town and then coming in and attacking people was there even a way to interact with it in the real world or did it require going to the plane of memory you could have stopped it before the plane of memory oops (laughs) 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 whatever I will say, we've talked about <laughs> countdowns before. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You hit midnight. Oh. In this mystery, the last step in the Oof. clock was the memory monster reaching the plane of memory. It kind of made like a, a mini 6.5 arc <laughs> in the plane of memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that's an exciting place to go. Okay. Well, on that, on that upbeat yeah. note, <laughs> why don't we go ahead and do end of session questions? End of session questions. All right. Did you conclude the current mystery? Technically, yes. yes. And Quinn, these count as two, right? We concluded two two (laughs) mysteries. No. Two mysteries. mysteries. Double XP weekend. Come on. Two mysteries, Quinn. Well, then, yes, we did. I would posit it's somewhat questionable that you concluded this mystery. Beg your pardon. What? We killed the Verkalakas so well, quick. Come on. <laughs> you didn't stop the memory monster or learn where it came from. Mm. Or I mean, I guess it not is... in firmament. So frankly, we've ruled out several places that it could have That's been from. That's true. So the process of elimination, we are on the right track. There should be some sort the, of continuing the monster is credit. Still thing. there though, and it's still in the me- the plane of memory. We didn't really solve it. <laughs> we solved the Verkalakis. God damn it, Kyle, stop selling us short. We'll go ahead and say yes, although I think that's maybe maybe questionable given, you know, you didn't <laughs> stop the monster or sort of but figure out where it came from. Yeah. But we'll get in the comments. We'll be generous and say yes. Get in the comments. <laughs> Did you save someone from certain death or worse? Yeah. Yes. We saved 11 people yes. at least. Yeah. Yes, you saved a number of people from the fate of the memory monster. Mm-hmm. And also Georgiana from the Verkalakis. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Did you learn something new and important about the world? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. What did you learn? Augie Vol is a bad dude. Yeah. <laughs> we learned about Constance's grandmother and the tattoo. Learned about the tattoo. Like that right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next question is, did you learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Yeah. I think yes. that probably is a yes for that Definitely. one. Definitely. Uh, what else did you all learn? We learned that the plane of memory is a thing. Yeah, we didn't know that. We yep. learned about Anansi, who mm-hmm. lives there or used to. <laughs> we saw visions of the creation of the 13 seals that are locked away via presumably JR's key. Yeah. That seems like a big deal. Oh, that's what that's why touching it with the key is a bad idea. You're, oh, you're, it's the key oh. to the seals of magic. Oh. And oh boy, I'm glad we didn't give it to Dorian. Oh, oh good fucking god. god. Yeah, that would have been a oh, mistake. Oh, that would have been fucking bad. Oh no. That would have been bad. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's four things, four, four answers to yeses. What else, Quinn? So if you answer yes to three or four, so it doesn't really matter if you got a yes on did you conclude the mystery, uh, you get to mark two <laughs> experience. We don't have to solve anything. We just have to learn good stuff and save people. I mean, that's technically true. <laughs> yeah, I guess that all makes sense. Two, you said? Uh, yeah, so everyone marked two experience. Mm-hmm. And we have fallen behind, folks, oh, yes, uh, we friends, have. dear listeners, on our advancement. Alvin, I know, has one that he's been holding on to for a couple episodes. Constance, I, I believe you have two, actually. And, yes. And JR, do you have an advancement? No. Okay. So yeah, we need to catch up a little bit and, uh, and do some advancements. So Constance, Alvin, uh, do you know what you would like to take? I do. Lay it on us. What you got? So Alvin from viewing seeing all these flashbacks of his of his past lives and what's going on and dealing with a very cerebral type of mystery alvin is taking plus one sharp big money i know he's going to have plus one sharp hitting the box count it constance how about you so i have two level ups so the first thing I'm going to do, which is fairly basic, but I think will help us immensely, I am going to go ahead and add an infirmary to my havens. <gasps> Hell yeah. So that we can heal people <laughs> and have the space for one or two to recuperate. Oh, the keeper yes. will tell you how long any patient's recovery is likely to take and if you need extra supplies or help. And I do have an in-game way, like narrative way that this works. What you got? What I would like is to discover that Georgiana had some sort of like stocks in the family name for um for Radio Shack <laughs> and managed to get out when when things were good. And so I would like to say that I have gotten a portion of those funds and we can do a fun backstory on it or we can leave that oblivious. But I used that portion of funds to buy out three of my neighbors on their storage spaces in the basement. So I now have three storage spaces, one of which I am holding all my items that I do not want the Daylight Society or JR or Alvin to touch. So it's the <laughs> it's the constants what? only no no zone. <laughs> one of them one of them is just a general storage area because I feel real skeeved out about using the one where we stashed a dead body. And then the third one is now the infirmary. Yeah. I love the idea of like Georgiana buying some stock. Like Blockbuster That's outstanding. or something. I love it. <laughs> Bought GameStop when it first started. GameStonk. Yeah, there we go. There 30. we go. Stonks. 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 Um, that sounds good. And I think Cecilia can probably furnish enough sort of medical supplies to mm-hmm. stack that infirmary. Excellent. Great. I'm moving in immediately. <laughs> Thank you all. I, I live in the infirmary now. <laughs> So that's that's the first one. And then the other thing I will do, Constance is going to take a plus one to cool. Ooh. Whoa. She's going to be a cool cat. I think it kind of makes sense after after six mysteries of Wave's hand at monsters. And saves saves her aunt, yeah. you know? Yeah, There's like save, a weird power dynamic. Yeah, yeah, the new role that you've tried out here in the family dynamic. 
yeah. get better at acting under pressure and helping out. It makes, yeah, totally. Yeah. Which means I now have two cool. Two cool yeah. for school. Yeah, I'm still minus Dang. one tough and there's no way to change that. But um, <laughs> that's- You're never going to be a fighty fighter. No, 100% not. <laughs> Listen, you kill the Verkalockets with a kitchen knife. You don't have anything left to prove. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Hey folks, Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 51 of Monster Hour. We are back, rested and recharged, with not one, but two episodes in the hopper. The real monster is burnout, so we really appreciate all of the support that we received during our little mini break here, and we are excited to get back to it. As always, I want to thank everyone who's been helping to spread the word about the show by leaving us a rating and review, giving us a shout on social media, and recommending the show to a friend. With the memory arc wrapped up, this is also a good time to remind everyone that if you tweet about the show using hashtag MonsterHourPod, you might wind up with a character named after you. We've already got one coming up in a future episode, and who knows what sort of firmamentarians I may need to conjure this mystery, so now's the perfect time to get tweeting. I also want to give a special shout out to our latest Patreon supporters, Nick C. and Loxley. We just posted my GM and mystery notes for Arc 6, and I am currently editing another NPC origin story that I think y'all are going to really enjoy. I'm also super excited to announce that we have a sponsor this episode. No, it's not a joke. I know we've joked about this every episode since we launched the podcast, but it is actually true this time. I'm going to toss it over to Alvin to tell you a little bit more. Okay, me now. Okay, Leon. Go. Hi, I'm Alvin. And you may not have noticed, but I'm a bit of a lycanthrope. Let me ask you this. Has this ever happened to you? You're trying to sneak around the clean room of your local high-tech national laboratory, but you keep leaving hairs everywhere? Well, let me introduce you to Manscaped's new Lawnmower 4.0. And let me tell you, this thing is the real deal. It has a ceramic blade and four guard lengths to reduce grooming accidents, especially in sensitive areas. <laughs> Plus, an LED spotlight for precision shaving and a wireless charging system. There's so many attachments. Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> it's so high tech that if I didn't know better, I'd say Imagine Labs had a hand in designing it. Manscaped has a whole suite of products to help handle all your personal grooming needs. So why not let them take the act under pressure out of your next shave? Head on over to manscaped.com and use the code MHOUR, that's M-H-O-U-R, to get 20% off your purchase and free shipping. That's right, I will personally deliver it to your house on my bicycle. Okay, I won't I won't actually deliver it, but the rest is true. 20% off and free shipping with the code MHOUR at manscaped.com. That's the code MHOUR, M-H-O-U-R at manscaped.com. That's all I've got for you this week, folks. We'll be back with episode 52 of Monster Hour on June 22nd. See you then. The three of you step through the rift, and it closes behind you. The studio is dark. Through the windows, you can see it is still nighttime, although the faint crimson of dawn is just beginning to creep over. You would guess it's probably four in the morning, maybe five. You know, there's probably a clock in Constance's studio. It's 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> As you look around, you can see the various members of the Daylight Society 
Leon, Cecilia, Kristen, Bree, and Jenny. All of the folks who had set off for CNL, the folks whose memories are still intact, you're not sure where the members of the Daylight Society who you had forgotten, although you now remember, which means hopefully they also remember. Mm-hmm. You're not sure where they are, but a number of folks seem to be here. And as you survey the scene, you hear a faint scuffling sound come from the kitchen as a chair slides over linoleum. Holding a cup of coffee in the faint blue light of the appliances is Agent Pax. Oh, boy. What do you do? Oh, Cecilia, am I glad to see you. (laughs) Uh, I think Cecilia is asleep on the couch. You going to go wake (laughs) her up? Wake her up! I I say that loudly, like, oh, Cecilia, am I glad to see you? And then just pivot like a plank of wood from my feet face down into the ground. (laughs) Okay. I think at the sound of your entrance, people start to rouse and everyone starts to to crowd around you. And Cecilia immediately retrieves her medical kit and starts treating, I guess, Alvin since he collapsed very dramatically. God damn it. What a drama queen. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, I can't really do a whole lot because I'm unstable and close to death. So like I look up at Pax and I shrug my shoulders a bit. They look at you. And, and they kind of them. look you up and down, and they notice the like wounds, yeah, all over you, and like yep. <laughs> you barely standing. And they press the cup of coffee into your hands and grab a set of ace bandages <gasps> from Cecilia's pack and motion for you to sit down. Hell yeah! Okay, all right, and I sit down. That's pretty good coffee. I mean, everything tastes pretty good right now because I'm close to death and my body has decided to preserve all good memories. (laughs) So that when my life flashes before my eyes, it's going to be baby tiger, really good cup of coffee. (laughs) All those times I flirted with Stoney. No bath bombs? (laughs) That is a pretty good memory, but I use that as a way to relax after a bad day, so it's kind of tainted, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, I I sit down and I start drinking the coffee as best I can. I think probably one arm is working a bit better than the other. So I'm using that hand to hold the coffee. Pax returns with the bandages and starts wrapping your wounds in, in gauze and, and treating you. They're not really looking at you, but they start talking as they're providing you some medical treatment and say, I think that perhaps I did not understand the gravity of the situation here in Firmament, Colorado. And perhaps I misjudged your involvement. We should talk. And they press their hand against your wound. And JR, you start to feel better. Whoa. Oh, shit. Mm. Heal one harm. Whoa. <gasps> and stabilize. Oh. oh, shit. Oh, dip. Okay. Perhaps... When there's less of a commotion. Hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, when I'm not... I mean, I think we stopped most of the bleeding, but, yeah, probably... There there will be time for this. Uh, yes, I think that is a good plan, and, uh, thank you for that. You're welcome. At some point, I would like to know more about that. I think we have a lot to share. Both of us. I think so, too. And with that, they walk away and pour themselves another cup of coffee. 
No, were they saving that one cup for when you got back? No, they did take a drink of it. Oh. No, never they mind. they were drinking. Okay, never it. mind. <laughs> they just gave it to Jr. <laughs> they didn't know we were coming. <laughs> yeah, this one's cold. <laughs> Make a new one. Constance, through the hubbub, you see Georgiana, and she runs up and throws her arms around you, and kind of just like whips you around the room, no. and then <laughs> realizes that you suffered some pretty significant injuries, and she she sets you down, Mister Blue, some assistance, please, and. Constance, Mr. Blue comes over. Uh, Y'all have some magical friends now. Mr. Blue comes over, studies your injuries for a moment, stretches out a hand to Georgiana, and she takes it. And then with his other hand, he places it, Constance, on your wound. And it also, uh, similarly, begins to close up, and you also heal one harm and stabilize. Ooh, thank you. Uh, and Alvin oh, lying on cool. the Come ground. Come on, Cecilia, show him what you got. I think Cecilia has has sprung into action and is furiously whipping through uh, needles and bandages yeah. and syringes filled with painkillers. Chemicals. You start to feel pretty good, Alvin. Uh, and you also go ahead and uh, heal one harm and stabilize. That's right. Human medicine with chemicals and shit. <laughs> <laughs> So the three of you are all sort of at least in an okay position, even if you do not feel okay. And most, if not all, of the Daylight Society has gathered around you. And I think Leon steps up and says, what happened? Mr. Blue, kind of some bad news. The uh, plane of memory is busted. What do you mean busted? Uh consumed <laughs> it you probably must mean that it's fine or it's there's a minor inconvenience no it can't mean what i think your human colloquialism means it's busted it's uh eaten consumed there's a creature there who was doing battle with what i presume was a nazi's gossamer threads um bad guys won this time gang I'm trying to do the thing where I give bad news in like a happy kind of tone to make it land a little softer. But, uh, <laughs> oh, it's all gone. Gone? Yeah. In retrospect, busted doesn't seem to be the right word. We're royally fucked. Is We're royally screwed. That's it's what's happening. You, I like how you always like walk back your curses, <laughs> even though literally every episode is explicit because <laughs> <laughs> mostly because of Hannah. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's be clear. It's Tio, true. the player, is not walking back those curses. Constance, Constance is walking back okay, those curses. Okay. okay, it's role play. I got yes. it. Okay. Uh, you know what, though? I think she stops herself and she goes, no, no, we're fucked. We're <laughs> fucked. We're fucked. Ah, fuck, we're fucked. Yes, that's what we mean. <laughs> I mean, I think Mr. Blue just kind of we're still here. We're silently not dead. sits down on the floor. We're not dead. And Georgiana rests a hand on his shoulder. Now, your reaction to this bad news makes it seem like this is even worse than we originally thought. Do you know what the implications of this might be? I mean, it could be any number of things. Whatever this creature is now has access to all of the knowledge of human history, including everything related to the ceiling of magic. So, well, a counterpoint, I know that bit about the ceiling. You do? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Didn't have time with all the fighting and dying. 
Okay. And then I think Constance puts on the calendar for tomorrow. <laughs> Take down Alvin's oral history. She's starting to record the oral histories with like a tape recorder <laughs> of everyone in the Daylight Society as they encounter things. And she wants to use it to create a digital archive to add to the library. So she has penciled that in and sent you a calendar invite, Alvin. <laughs> it also means there's no way for us to access any of those memories. Who knows what will happen to any new memories that are created, any new stories. Who knows what has happened to Anansi. So we're going to be like goldfish? Or may I goldfish? Human society will be unto a goldfish, yes. Cool. Mm. Well, and if this creature has the whole plane of memory, it has all of the magic there too. All of the latent magic in the alternate worlds. It's really the only source of magic outside of what has been sealed away. That's bad and worse. On the bright side... Silver lining. We have a lead on what may be this creature's potential creator or boss or some sort of contact. You you two, you recognize Augie from the CNL, right? Yeah. Yeah. I saw Augie Vall there. He seemed to be in control of this creature. When you say this, Constance pulls out her calendar again. She's trying to really plan ahead for weirdness now, which I know is a, a ridiculous endeavor, but any way that you can try to control your life, you know, feel like you have control. So she types into her calendar, like, set up meeting with mom, Georgiana, and then the bullet points underneath is like bullet point one, wear the dress that mom got you for Christmas. Bullet point two, <laughs> pack a bag full of bugs. Bullet point three, Get one bug in mom's work briefcase and one bug in the house. Do you mean electronic bugs yes. or real bugs? No, I mean... I definitely thought it was just a bag full of bugs. <laughs> no. I mean, that would be so... Such yeah, that would be a very constant Yeah. <laughs> I have energy of like, I just have all these bugs. <laughs> yeah, I... I have only myself to blame for that being the automatic assumption. No, uh, Constance yep. is going to bug. We're, look, we're in an information war. That's what's going on here, right? This thing has gathered all of the information and all of the power that is connected to that information. So we need to get something back. So at the very least, because of the CNL connection, Constance is going to bug her mom's office and something that stays in the house. Whether it's useful info or not, she's going to do it. She's in the spy game now. I think as you say that, Leon looks at you, JR, and then reaches for his messenger bag and pulls out a manila envelope. Oh, yes. I am familiar with these photos. Uh, yeah, show them, show them to Alvin. And Leon pulls out a series of high-definition photos and splays them out on the coffee table. And what y'all see is what seems to be a clandestine meeting of sorts between... Chief Stoney, Mayor, now Senator, mm -hmm. Ravenna Chamberlain, Jorgen Eklund, the publisher of the Firmament Daily Herald, Magdalena Radescu, and Augie Vall, all aboard the Skyway Gondola. I point to Augie, like, yeah, that's, that's him. He was there. And I think from the side, Pax steps forward. I have been keeping an eye on Augie for some time now. JR, I believe that 
it was he who hired May. A little shit. He wanted the sublime intemperance. Little shit, I'm gonna fucking kill him. I mean, after like a couple days. So this has been our Moriarty for longer than Moriarty, huh? Yeah, boy, am I glad I won't see that guy again. (laughs) I think Kristen steps forward and says, before that thing got me, I saw it in the headset, the one I was working on. I saw it outside of my window, and I think looking at it and seeing it through the headset, looking at the headset, shorted it out. Oh. But that's, I mean, I have one of two Imagine Labs prototype headsets. Oh. So you still got one back at your apartment? No, you had one. You have the one. The two is somewhere else. The two is the one that Augie built. That's right. Yeah, because I Brad, I threw it at Augie's ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So that, now but he's yeah. got two headsets. I'm sorry, I broke your headset. That's not the lesson <laughs> here. Seems really important. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you do with my headset? Okay, I worked um, really hard on that one. Well, it was very useful for a good amount of time, if that helps with anything. I was able to see as the monster and determine who it was going to attack, and we were trying to save them before it got to them, which didn't work out. No, uh, we 100% failed. <laughs> so that didn't work out. But then there was a there's a rift thing that, that went to the plane of memory where this thing now lives that it, I guess, created and went through. So we went in there after it, and I brought the headset thinking, oh, maybe this will still help us keep track of it or keep tabs on it or whatever. But then I went like light speed, and then Augie Vall was there, and he made some real weenie comments about not wanting to do a monologue or something, and the thing came out, and I got kind of scared and angry, and so I threw the headset at Augie Vall, and then I got then I got mind blanked. So I'm sorry, but I think it's gone. Okay. Could you rebuild it? It's fine. Could you rebuild it? <laughs> if you give me a month, probably. What if you had help? I love all of you dearly. None of you could possibly help me do this. Well, not with that. Okay. Adds, well, how about we help you in a different way? I mean, I'll, I can get started right now. I have an empty. You know what? You probably want to do that at your place. Never mind. I was about to offer you a space to do it, but that seems like not what you need. Yes, please. I think we should have you working on a headset. Are there any components or anything that might help? I think the front door opens, and from it you hear, Yeah, man, I can help out too. Hell yeah! Stan! My man! Stan! (laughs) I made it just in time for the dramatic irony. (laughs) (laughs) Everything I remember from who my you workshop are. at your disposal. Constance, thanks for writing your address on my arm. I totally forgot what it was. <laughs> yeah, I figured that could happen anyway. That might just be useful to have in general. It's just a good thing to have. Yeah, it wasn't the monster. I just I just kind of forgot. I oh figured. man, Kristen, with Stan helping you out, this is gonna be such a great headset. It's gonna do so many things. <laughs> do you also want it to be a sled? Because that's gonna be an option <laughs> now. I think Eve looks at you all and says this is great, but I got to be real with y'all. That VR unveiling is coming up in three days. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. I was going to take a nap for three days. <laughs> I mean, I think that's just called sleeping for three days, but like <laughs> anything's a nap if you believe hard enough. Where is this happening? Three days and it's happening at the lab? Yeah, so the, the details that you know about the VR unveiling, 
some combination of Kristen, Leon, and Eve will relay this to you. It will take place on the lawn of CNL, outside the Imagine Lab CNL branch. There's scheduled to be a full slate of speakers, including newly appointed Senator Chamberlain. And the details have been kept tightly under wraps, but it is supposed to be revolutionary. The one thing that you know that's not public is, Constance, what you gleaned about the BCI interface, uh, the brain-computer interface, that is supposedly the signature achievement, the hallmark of Augie's research. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Unclear what that means or what it does, but that's the one sort of thing that you three or you, Constance, specifically know from your investigation that nobody else does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Leon puts a finger on the photo, spins it around, and looks up. Well, we know Augie Vall's involved. He's building this thing, whatever it is, whatever it does. We should probably try to figure that out. What about the other four? Eve, that, uh, and I point to Jorg and say, that's the Daily Herald guy, isn't it? Yeah, shmarmy little fuck. Any thoughts on why he's wrapped up? Uh, hey, wait a minute. Ain't that Stony? Yep. And my mom. Well, huh. Basically, what I'm thinking is we're in an information war. We need the person closest to everyone in that photo to slap a GPS on them and a listening device. Mm hmm and see what we can find in the next three days while Kristen gets to work as much as possible on something. You've got access to your mother. Yes. How do you feel about that? Absolutely no qualms. Georgiana puts a hand on your shoulder. I can leave you out of knowing the details of this if you want. I know that it's going to be complicated for you. Our family has always been complicated. Why stop now? You're going to fit right in with uh, (laughs) modern times. (laughs) Oh, well, we have a modern family. (laughs) (laughs) um, Georgiana, you made a great reference and you don't even know it. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, a couple of things. Sooner rather than later, we should slap these homing devices on people. I just want to be real clear. You don't have homing devices. Ah. This is going to require a preparedness or an armory, maybe, okay. or maybe a weird science if you're using your workshop to make them. But okay. you don't just get to say you have homing devices. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'll absolutely let you roll for it. But <laughs> I mean, the alternative, the alternative, Quinn, is that I go to Target and I buy those little GPS chips that you can buy at Target and just plop one in my mom's purse and have JR plop one in Stoney's bag? Does Target really sell GPS tracking I devices? I feel like yeah. they're Bluetooth and they're they don't have a huge Bluetooth. range. Bluetooth, they don't have a huge yeah. range. Yeah. Okay, so if you want something better than the shitty the Target shirts? Bluetooth tracking <laughs> devices. Fine, I, I will happily roll. So let me know. Ooh, okay, when so I you can get roll. something called the, the tile sticker. That's exactly what I'm thinking a of. four pack. Yeah. At $60. Oh, I think this came up before, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can also get, if you want Apple, they sell them uh, one pack of those. It's going to run you $30. Or, you know what? We're making this so much harder than it needs to be. We have Kristen here. <laughs> Kristen, hack into everyone's phone where their GPS is already tracking them every second of every day and just tell us where they, where they are. The thing is, I want to be able to record, too. So that requires putting, yeah, planting a Yeah, you need a, a sophisticated... 
So uh, I will happily roll for that because I do want to plant some bugs. Kristen can try to build some sort of prototype headset or she can tap people's phones. She can't do both. Okay. My other thing is related to Kristen as well. So so maybe it makes more sense to go the workshop route with Stan. But I want to propose this option to the group. It strikes me that Kristen has said very clearly that it will take a month to build a new headset and we have three days. So instead of mm-hmm. working on something that's not going to be very useful for us, is there a way to prevent the headsets from working? If the idea is that they're going to unveil them, what we need to do is stop it, right? Mm-hmm. So is there any way that we can short circuit them? Anything that we can do to make that not be possible? Bomb scare. Does Kristen know anything about the BCI? Yeah, does Kristen know anything about the BCI, which I relay as much as I understand Bomb scare. it? Bomb scare. But Anthrax scare. But Tiger scare. <laughs> Tiger scare. <laughs> sure. Or do we need to plan a heist where we just steal these devices steal at, the, <gasps> at the event? I'm just saying we have we have the opportunity of like, does Kristen oh know God, anything about the tech that we can short circuit? Kristen, do you think there's a way that we can prevent it from working? What do you know about the BCI? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a completely novel system. I mean, Augie's not the first person to build BCI, but I've seen the way his works and it's unprecedented when he thinks about something it shows up on the headset like perfectly Hmm. most like most people can get a mouse to move some people can like play sort of a a modest game his is strains the bounds of imagination the prototype i had didn't have one i don't know exactly how it works it's got to be fragile but it's a closed circuit. I don't think there's any way you could hack into it. You just have to destroy it. What's the quickest way to destroy the tech? Is this like a waterproof situation? What's the quickest way to destroy any tech? I, I punch a <laughs> fist into the other hand. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if we throw a bucket of water on it, is it still going to be working? No, it shouldn't. Huh. Okay. Smash it to pieces. Uh, follow-up question. We sent some folks down to the lab. Well, we went off to the memory hole. Yeah, I tried to get in there and it was no budging. I got stuck at the PR office for hours just going through all the bullshit promotional material they had on this stupid Imagine headset. Okay, I worked every I angle I could. To... I mean, I'm not surprised I got in there with it. A... <clears throat> I mean, uh, Agent Pax, cover your ears. Um, I had a, a fake identification and I did get through the door. And then I got caught. JR, I know what you did. That's literally the reason why I'm here. (laughs) Really unfortunate. Oh, shit. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was a couple months ago, and I've been through a lot, okay? (laughs) I literally admitted to stabbing something to death earlier. That was a monster. It wasn't a human being. It's not murder, okay? Can you murder a dolphin? No, because yes, it's not a human being. Um, Absolutely, Mr. Blue you can. very loudly clears his throat. Not talking about you. You're not a Verkalakis. And we would never hurt you, Mr. Blue. I think <clears throat> um, Jr. has some work to do on justice. We'll we'll put a pin <laughs> in that. I think Mr. Blue looks at you, flinty-eyed, looks down at the photo, and says, 
I think we've seen who the real monsters are. Constance puts a hand on Mr. Blue. I don't think he looks at you, but he doesn't resist. Yeah. So something that I gotta do, like, I need to have a conversation with Stoney. And frankly, I don't think I've had the right conversation with him. I need to have a conversation with him where I'm like, look, shit's getting real, as though it hadn't before. You're covering something up. You need to tell me what it is. And if you don't fucking tell me, I will... There needs to be some kind of threat there, and mm-hmm. I need to mean it, and it needs to just, like, it needs to have an impact, because I'm not getting where I need to with him, and I don't mean in just a flirty way. Uh- I mean, like, <laughs> I want to put at least a little bit of the fear of God into him and get him to tell me what he knows. My one concern with this is that they don't know that we know this yet. The moment you tell him that, he knows that we're onto them. So we've lost. He knows that about edge. the photos. He knows about the photos. Oh, Remember? He does. I, That's right. He does know about the photos. So he knows, like, because Leon brought me the photos. Mm, yeah. That's right. That's and right. I showed the photo to him because he, he was like, That's right. Somebody's following me. And I was like, Yeah, it's my sidekick, Leon. Well, up then. Top. You know what? Then, by all means, get your rumble on. But maybe you can also then use that as an opportunity to be like, I haven't told anyone yet. Because if he knows that you know that something is up, he's also probably going to be way more guarded around you. But if Mm -hmm. you also then confirm to him that nobody else does, it gives everybody else an advantage in being sneaky. That's true. Yeah. You can do two things at once. Tell him that you're almost killed by his pal, Augie Vall. Yeah. And that he knows what this key can do and you can do this the easy way or the hard way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know what I want to do. I want to work on my workshop thing, but Alvin, I don't know. Alvin's looking around the group and just kind of mutters like, has anyone seen Sarah? I got to find Sarah. I think Sarah's there. I think she's been just quietly standing next to you. Yeah. You just didn't notice. I just didn't notice. Ah. Oh, wow. Um, So I just lean over to Sarah and be like, hey, when there's a moment, can we talk somewhere a little quieter? Yeah, of course. So Constance like gets on top of the couch and she goes, so here's what we're going to do. We are going to create some devices that can essentially let us spy on our targets. And she points at the photo. This group here has been playing God in this town for too long. And it's time that we show them what the Daylight Society can do. Leon gets up and starts clapping. (laughs) Nice. I'm going to work on that with Stan. I need someone else to step forward right now and lead the planning of a heist. Because maybe we get these devices on each of these people. Maybe it tells us something that can help us stop this from happening. But if it doesn't, we have to have a plan to go to that launch party and break some real expensive hardware and maybe some faces. <laughs> and I look around the room. Are you kidding me? This is my fucking dream. I've always wanted to run. <laughs> yeah. So stand this up. This is very exciting. Oh my goodness. I just, I need to sleep Alvin first. Alvin stands though. up and I'm- says, I will plan the heist. <laughs> I have a past experience in sneaking and telling lies. And I think, Sarah, you might agree that we are pretty good at it. 
Constance keeps <clears throat> looking over at JR. <laughs> Sarah looks you in the eyes, Alvin, eh? and says, Alvin, I love you. We're really bad at heists. Names. Think just objectively deep down, I think you know this. But I want to say the name's Hughes, Alvin Hughes. We will. Okay. That's my role. Alvin, hmm? there will be a space for you in this heist. Yay. You know, I don't know if anybody here has seen The Sting, but uh, everybody who shows up for The Sting gets a job. No matter how small, they're all important. We will find a place for you. Your first assignment is to go rent The Sting and watch it. <laughs> but I am excited to see what you come up with. There are no small heist rolls. Exactly. So we're we're going to tackle this from multiple angles. So yep. folks, get your assignments, whether you're team heist or team sneak devices. Some of you might be team both. Eve, I'm putting you on tracking your nemesis. By that, I mean your competition. Gladly. I will take my mom. JR, I would mm -hmm. say you should do Stony, but you might have something else you're doing with Stony, and maybe uh, he'll be too on guard with you. So... I think the door opens again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and in comes Jasper and Detective Galvan. Oh, yes. right, Galvan. <laughs> so many people in the Daylight Society. That's right. Man, we are spoiled for friends. <laughs> and Galvan says, I heard the conversation from outside. You guys really should keep your voices down. But I have been waiting for this moment. <laughs> Just outside. You've been waiting. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Great. Who else is in this photo? Who else do we need? Augie, but I don't We're really have any connection to Augie. Who else? Oh, the mayor, the, the mayor, senator, mayor, but senator. I don't think anybody yeah. has it. Senator Chamberlain. Okay. Senator Chamberlain. Senator Chamberlain. I look Leah? around. I look around and my eyes fix on Jasper. Jasper? He's the perfect constituent. He's the perfect constituent. You are a small business owner. Yes. You have every reason to talk to your mayor. <laughs> senator. Your She's former the senator mayor. now. So. You're a constituent. You're you are still a concerned a citizen. You have a lot of thoughts. As a fan of your characters, I will tell you, it doesn't really matter who it is unless you arm them with some sort of plan to tap a senator's phone. This will not succeed. Oh. So you're going to need to come up with something for that. You know what? Jasper, go ahead and... Ah. Hit the phones. <laughs> Never mind. Don't even worry about it. Don't worry about it. We don't need the senator. We've got everybody else. Okay. Anything we're missing? I mean, I do kind of want to have a conversation with Stoney at some point. I don't know if I'll be able to since I'm also busy planning a heist. You can do the both things. Yeah. The one can two Can I clarify? Punch. Is the heist... What is, what is the goal of the heist? To, to steal things. <laughs> The goal of the heist is to steal. <laughs> Hold on. We clearly need to go back. My understanding was that our, 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 our plan was to <laughs> steal the headset at the event and destroy it before it can be used. So the That's heist. Said, steal the headset. Okay. Okay. You said steal Okay. Things. So the heist is like a day of yep. plan yes. of attack. We basically. know where it's yes. going to be. It's the only time we'll have access to it. And. Just Unless you heist it the day before or something. But then we don't know where it is. It could be not there until the moment of. Yeah, so part of the planning is going to be investigating what yeah. what's going to happen at the event. Yeah, finding out like an agenda for the event. 
Because like, we don't what know is the our plan. Pres- yeah, our presumption is there's possibly something supernaturally horrible that will go down at the event. Definitely. That we want to prevent. But we have no idea the details on that. We need to know what the agenda of the event is, and then we can plan when in that agenda we're going to steal it. It's not going to be much of a heist because it's going to be very obvious that we have taken it since we have to wait until it's in our view. <laughs> Unless we know how to get it beforehand. These are all heist details for the heist master general. That's JR. Please don't call me that. (laughs) Heist master general, Jesus. From the side, Pax says, oh, I don't know. I think it has a certain ring to it. No. It's very fitting for you, JR. Heist master general. God damn it. They smirk. And presumably, if we can get this GPS thing to work, we might get some more info that will help us with the heist. But um, worst case scenario, we have to just like be ready to jump up there and steal it, I guess. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, that is mm-hmm. definitely the plan. <laughs> okay. Steal, steal it. Leon looks around and says, okay, so Constance, you're going to get to work on some tracking devices and then... We're going to spring into action. The Daylight Society is going to engage. We're going to plant these, see what we can learn prior to the unveiling. And then if all else fails, JR, you're going to lead the heist. Mm-hmm. Questionable whether or not it's really a heist, I guess, but, you know, <laughs> the theft. It's, broad, it's still a theft. It's heist is, is a broad category. A lot of things can fit under it. Uh, I look at it as an inclusive term rather than an exclusive term. I'm sorry, I quibbled with it. <laughs> All right. Daylight Society on three. One, two, three. Daylight Society. Daylight Society. Daylight Society. Daylight Society. I think you all let loose this cheer and everyone starts going about planning their activities, ready to take down the cabal. Yes. As this happens, Jasper walks over to you, Constance, and says, I didn't want to make like a big deal out of this. Um, You know, it seemed like a really nice moment for everybody, but... uh, I found this taped on the the door outside. And he hands you a crumpled piece of paper. It is a notice from the City of Firmament that says, the studio has been deemed no longer fit for human habitation and is heretofore condemned. By order of Mayor Pro Tem, Jim Mori. Oh, no. Fucker. He's back.